Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I will be your humble host. Serving Love is an exploration around some of the paths to show up and live as love and to be of service to something greater than ourselves. We will dive deep into topics such as sacred sex, God, goddess, spirituality, and an array of modalities in the world of personal growth. I feel so honored to have the privilege to share with you here. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. Today, we have two very special guests. We have Beth Stone. Hey, Beth. <laughs> and we have Freya Marie, newly named Freya Marie. We can talk about that. And this is really exciting for me because I live with Bez. She's one of my favorite humans. Kind of also my housewife here. We're housewives <laughs> together. <laughs> and she's brilliant. And so is Freya. And they've created this whole new modality of relating called infinite relating, which is super fucking exciting and really applies to all kinds of relationships. So I'm super excited to have you both and hear what it's all about. And, and like, this is your debut. This is so exciting. Yay! Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, this is pretty much all we talk about most days with each other. We send each other like... <laughs> hours <laughs> embarrassingly many, many. many hours or minutes <laughs> of voice messages every day talking about infinite relating so it's really wonderful to get to talk to someone else mm-hmm. yeah yay and hello freya would you like to introduce yourself <laughs> hi, hi. <laughs> i'm already feeling a little nervous but i'm really excited because this like that said this is all we talk about and it's it's like this burning issue in us and we just share it with everybody so it feels really good to share with everybody that we love and answer all the questions and fears and concerns that that people have so yeah yeah and we'll go slow right it's like it is so nerve-wracking like this is like the first time that you're putting this out there and it's tender and it's new and it's like people are loving it and so this is like your introduction so yeah if we mess up and make it a little messy like that's what's real and we're here for that part of our process yeah Yeah, Uh uh-huh it's so authentic so yeah yeah, whatever you got bring it all if we stumble on our words and get it wrong it's like perfect yeah okay so do you want Mm -hmm. to tell the people what infinite relating is yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so it started with our exploration of polyamory but we didn't have models of how we wanted to do it. We kind of were looking at relationship anarchy, but that wasn't quite right or solo polyamory. And so we was like, but what it's like, what feels present? And so we've come into this way of being of like every relationship, every encounter unfolds naturally. We're not taking any of the stories or patterns or conditioning of like who this person is supposed to be in my life. It's like, who is this amazing new soul? And like, how do we resonate together and how do we connect together? And that became the basis for not just romantic relationships, but for everybody we encounter in our life. And so even though it like came from this like polyamory lens, we've really found it's been transforming all of our relationships with everyone. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me, infinite relating has really been born out of my 
total dissatisfaction with most relationships that I've been in, honestly. I mean, that's kind of a horrible thing to say, but it's true. I feel like for the vast majority of my life, I preferred to be single. It's been easier for me. Um, I've had a lot of long-term relationships too, but had various states of dissatisfaction to misery in them, Mm -hmm. honestly, like been really uncomfortable and um, just not feeling like the way that I was doing relationships uh, matched who I am or my, what I want in my life. And I think for me, it's, it boils down a lot to control, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to control and manage a relationship and take it where I think it should go. And where I think it should go could be um, based on society, based on what I've been told I'm supposed to want based on what I think is available with this person, what, what they want Uh, and infinite relating really answers has so far, you know, we've been doing this for about four months, something like that. So it's relatively new, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, Maybe six and really applying it to our own lives as Meredith knows, because we're housemates. So (laughs) you hear all the details. Yeah. And before you even get into it further, I just want to speak to, you know, I do see you every day and just to see how you, your nervous system has shifted so much. Thank you. Since you've been practicing this is huge. I mean, mm-hmm. even just from a year ago, looking at how you were in your relationships and the co- <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into all the details. <laughs> but like no seriously massive shifts and I think this really speaks to I mean coming from you know being anxiously attached and like those dynamics and avoidant and all the different Mm -hmm. things like I I can see how this would be a way for people to start to heal that as to be fully present with what is and I want to hear more about it but I just yeah seeing you and your relationships now Mm -hmm. is like a whole world of difference and I'm speaking to Bez. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. appreciate that. Yeah. I'm going to turn off all my messages because they're very loud. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's totally true. That is funny to remember what it used to be like. And, you know, we're constant. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that every relationship style has, it's, it's can be hard. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like it's so easy to infinitely relate. Yeah. I think it has its own set of challenges but definitely it's the most satisfying thing I've done so far Mm -hmm. so that's that's cool yeah I mean I think it's it's really it's not easier this I mean if this is an opportunity to like look at all your triggers all at once because you're just opening up to what is you can't you're not controlling it you're not guiding it so you're just like here's my feeling here's another wave of feeling here's another whole experience and instead of like again like trying to put it into a relationship box or drive it somewhere we're like what is this, what is this here to tell me? What is jealousy here to tell me? What is anxiety? You know, like all of it, it's like, it's just an opportunity to like sit with it and actually like share it authentically with the other person. Mm. And be like, this is what I'm feeling. I don't know what to do with it. I maybe don't know where, like what it means. And maybe it's coming from an old story or maybe it's coming from something we're feeling, but it's like, yeah, it's messy. It's still hard. It's still like the real guts of all relationships, Mm. but there's just like, this commitment to being present with what we're really feeling and what's really there and being authentic with it as opposed to just trying to like to steer it in any direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's not easy, but it's, it's glorious. <laughs> but like what relating is easy. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So what there, but there's a shift from, you know, trying to like get 
to like make a certain relationship look a certain way because you have an agenda, you want a partner, you want to be poly, whatever it is, like Mm -hmm. trying to control something into something that it isn't available for, like doesn't work. And there's so much of our society that's like, it has to look this way. I have, you know, get married, have the kids, own the home, do this. And I don't see that many people in that formula being all that happy or like super alive and turned on and juiced up about their lives. And so what I'm getting is that there's, this is like, where is the sensation? Like what's true here? What's actually available? And then being with what's available and you still get to choose if that doesn't work for you. You know, if like this little bit that this person is available doesn't work for you, then you can say, okay, you can still, you know, opt out. But yeah. yeah, so I'd love to hear, like, put it into practice. I know you went on a pleasure research date last <laughs> night, Freya. So tell us, like, what did that look for you? Because you said to me that this is maybe somebody before Infinite Relating that you wouldn't have gone out with, even if you were attracted to them because they didn't fit into this box of what you thought you wanted or how it was supposed to be. So what is this you know, what does this look like in practice? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was monogamous for most of my life and even coming out of monogamy in the last couple of years in polyamory, like I was looking at every new date, every new connection, like where do they fit in? Like, will will they be my lover? Will they be my partner? Like, so that was like the forefront of every connection. And now since we've gotten rid of that, I'm not trying to figure out where you're going to fit. I'm just like, oh, what's here? And so when I connected with this person last night, there, you know, it wasn't somebody who was maybe available for a deep partnership or relationship. And and I don't even know. And the, the difference is I'm like, I'm not even asking that question anymore. I'm like, oh, this is a person I'm really curious about. This is a person I feel resonance with. I'm excited to see what is here. And so it allowed me to like show up and like to be open to it, to be open hearted. It allowed me to show up really authentic with who I am. Like I just felt so solid and sovereign and grounded and meeting this person because I'm like, I don't, I'm not trying to convince them that I'm going to fit into their life in any way. It was like, I'm here to explore who they are and to explore who I am through this connection and see what's here. And so it ended up being this really beautiful connection that I still have no idea. Like, what that means in the future. But I know like right here, right now, it it feels really good. And there's so much curiosity and there's so much exploration. And because of the way I've been doing this, there, there's no, I don't have to figure out how to fit it in with my other relationships Mm -hmm. because all of them are independent co-creations as well. So there's, there's not all this navigating of like, or caretaking of, of people in this, or just like, I just get to be fully present. It was, yeah, it, it, it just opens up so much more nourishing connections than I would have ever allowed in myself before this way of relating. Yeah. I I love that. I feel like that's for me, one of the hallmarks of infinite relating and how it's really changed my life is that it's, I I don't do relationships anymore based on whether they're going anywhere. And I feel like that unpinning, this has to go somewhere in order to make it worth my time has been like totally life-changing. And I really echo what Freya is saying that I'm getting to connect with people that I would have written off before because for various reasons that <laughs> maybe we won't go into for uh, confidentiality purposes, but yeah, people that are, you know, not my preference type, not, you know, not people that I'm as attracted to as I think it should be not the right age, you know, range for me, not 
financially, whatever, location wise, like there's so many, yeah, so many stories I had before that was like, in order for me to invest in this relationship, mm. it has to be going somewhere. And I think like you were saying, Meredith, and we talk about this all the time, like half of the relationship, if not more, you know, half the marriages in America are fail, finger quotes fail, like, and don't last anyway. So that's already a situation that most of us are in is that this relationship is not going to last. <laughs> you know, that's like the majority of our relationships don't last for the, for our entire lives. Right. And yet I feel like for me, I kept trying to make that sort of my guiding principle was like, is this, you know, is this going somewhere that I want to go instead of being in the moment and saying, you know, is this nourishing me right now? Is this giving me experiences I want in my life right now? Like, is there something to learn here? Is there pleasure to be had here? Is there connection to be enjoyed? Um, whether it's for like a minute, an hour, a week, a month, a year, 10 years or forever, you know, until right. soul level, <laughs> fifth dimensional, whatever, you know, we just have no idea. And I think that feeling of like, I have no fucking clue is like, what's going to happen is the most honest thing that I could ever say about any relationship I've ever been in Mm -hmm. ever. And whenever I've tried to pretend that I know it's, I've usually been wrong. Like, honestly, Mm -hmm. I think I've been wrong every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even when people do get married, like the truth is, I think, I mean, well, I know people do that because they want some sort of security, but that isn't actual safety, you know, trying to get that ring or something so that we feel safety outside of ourselves doesn't, actually mean that we have that person to rely on for the rest of forever anyways it's like a false sense of security so i'm curious how you make that switch from you know trying to get somewhere to being in the i don't know because that can you know if people have attachments certain attachment styles that can be hard and I, and i know this isn't mean oh it's just easy right like there's work to be done but i'm curious for each of you, like, what does that look like? And how do you keep coming back to this? Because I think it can be easy when you get in a relationship and you're in love and, oh my God, what is this? You know, the, the brain kind of just goes there naturally, you know? So what is that process like for you in making this shift and um, maybe speak a little bit to what it was like before and what it's like now? Yeah. Um, so I feel like before, like when I, you know, lived in monogamy land, you have these assumptions that, okay, well, we're, we're in a partnership now. So now I'm secure. Now I'm safe. Now you're mine. And they have the other, but, but underneath those assumptions, we have all these unwritten rules that we probably haven't even discussed. We probably haven't even talked about what my assumptions of safety and security in this relationship are and where those boundaries are and what yours are, but we just come from this like understanding. So now instead we're kind of coming together of like, we don't have any mutual understanding. There's no assumptions about what we're holding together here. So for my need for safety and security is requires constant check-ins. Like I have to check in with myself and then I have to be able to be authentic and say like, this is what I'm needing from you right now. And I've, I've looked at, you know, navigated some different ways of like when we're getting into relationships that there's a little bit more depth that there might be a request for, um, for maybe a boundary in in your in your container of your relationship and i think the key is like not having like having time limits on any short boundary that you're needing for security like this is what i'm feeling right now this is what is present right now so right now can you do this can you meet me here can you support me this way can you maybe um 
stay closer to me tonight as we go to this new event together with a group of people. Can you maybe check in with me? But but it's not this ongoing assumption like you're responsible for taking care of me. It's I am responsible for staying attuned to what I'm wanting and needing and for authentically um, expressing that to you and asking for support. And I'm going to I'm going to stand here in my sovereignty and my center and know that I've got me and I'm going to reach out when I need you. And I'm going to trust that you're going to do the same. So I'm not having to wonder, are they okay? Are you like, are you okay over there? Do you still like, no, I, I know, I know I've got me and I know you've got you. And whenever we, whenever we run into challenges, whether it's in a moment at a group event or just in the relationship in general, we're checking in and we're, we're taking responsibility for reaching out and communicating with each other. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's missing from a lot, or at least it was missing from my monogamous days. Like we just weren't having those conversations. So I think that's the biggest difference is there's so much more really vulnerable communication early on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that communication with each other and with myself, because is is essential with infinite relating because we aren't following a map, a traditional map. So it's not like a format that we've seen before we're not looking for the usual signposts because there aren't any in infinite relating. It's just wide open. Any relationship could be anything that it's meant to be. And so therefore, yeah, like, like Freya's saying, there's a lot of checking in with myself um, more. First and foremost, I do an intense amount of self-management now, yeah. which I did not used to do <laughs> you <don't say> at, <laughs> all. <laughs> at all. Yeah. I do a, t- a ton of self-management because I'm, I'm looking for what's actually true for me, you know, what's actually true in this connection right now. Um, Is there something I actually need or is the thing I think I need an old program that I'm running from Disney movies or my parents' relationship or my marriage, my ex, you know, my past relationships, whatever it is. Like, I think that's, that's part of how I made the shift. Cause I think that was what you asked was Mm -hmm. like, um, First, like going going within much more than I ever have in any other relationship. But I think even before that, I feel like I'm being kind of this like dark jaded voice here among yeah. us. But like, honestly, what it's what how I made the shift is I just had I got sick of having bad relationships. Mm-hmm. Like I really did. I was like, I don't want to do that again. Like I would rather be alone for the rest of my life than do what I've done in the past ever again. Like yeah. I just was so over it, so over my control plan, the codependency you know, how consuming my relationships were in such a negative way for my life. And I know there's some change formula that some teacher of mine, I forget exactly what it was, but it's cool. I wish I could remember it right now, but something about, you know, when pain, like when pain gets high enough, we make change. When Mm -hmm. vision gets high enough, we make change. Um, And when the pain and vision are higher than our fear, that's when we really do really cool stuff. And so I feel like that's really, you know, the the foundation for me is that when when I get triggered in my current relationships now and I want to revert to those because um, it's still very new for us, you know, mm-hmm. as you know, and I want to revert to my old strategies of seeking security and control. I literally just remind myself constantly like that has never gotten me anywhere I want to go mm-hmm. ever. Like it's never worked in the past. It's not going to work now. And so I'm going to do something different. Um, and I think like that leap of kind of like, I don't know exactly what this different thing is going to be yet. It seems to be different every time in every unique situation with each person and with it myself and each hour and each day. Yeah. But just to make that commitment, like I am not going to do the same thing I've always done that never worked for me anyway, has been like very fundamental for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So 
I am curious just because this is like my beginner mind too, is like, what do you feel the difference is between infinite relating and like relationship anarchy? Like what, what is the, what is the differentiating piece? Because I can see how maybe people are like, whoa, what's the, you know, what is it? What is the difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we I think we have a better name. We, we, yeah. we, yeah. <laughs> relationship anarchy sounds like madness. It, it sounds, yeah, it like hurts my heart to say it. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. Like we, I we really respect the tenets of relationship anarchy. And I remember researching it together. I'm like, this feels this feels like the direction we're going, but it's not it. And so I think the the part that we take from it is like we're getting rid of the hierarchy. Um, you know, we're not having a prime, it's not necessarily now I have a primary partner and everybody comes beneath, you know, is beneath them. So that, that is, you know, like a similarity, but really the difference is like, I'm not even putting my romantic relationships on a pedestal above all others anymore, because that is the old model. Like once you pair off with your partner, then you like, you know, you sequester yourself into this love and every other, every friendship, every relationship comes beneath that. And all of your resources go to that, even above yourself. Most of the time we get so lost. Um, and so with infinite relating, all of my relationships, I, I I have reverence for the value that they all have in my life. Like the vastness of who I am and how I need to be expressed in this life and in this human body, it cannot be expressed through one relationship only. It needs to be met by all these different relationships. So my best friends and my my um my family and my coworkers and my romantic partners or my maybe platonic partners or my sensual partners, like all of these relationships feed and sustain and nourish me. And so they all have like equal value in my heart. And I want to, so when I'm with them, I'm in my full presence with them. I am co-creating with them. I am giving, when I am in connection with them, I am giving them all of myself. And then when I'm with my other people, I'm doing the same thing. And so for me, it was, that was, that's the big shift. And it, again, it's just like, it, it opens up so much more self-awareness and self-connection to like everybody that I'm connecting with. And it opens up so much more like depth and presence with everybody that I'm with. I'm finding, I just, all of my relationships have more vulnerability um, and depth and intimacy in them because of this way. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I really like the principles of relationship anarchy, um, but I didn't like the name. Like that was literally, we were like, this is a cool way of doing polyamory at least um, because of the lack of hierarchy and because of the self-focus, but also the mystery. You know, it's really yeah. about going into the mystery, but I didn't like the name at all. So that was why we came up with infinite relating instead. And I think with the other, the biggest distinction to me though, is that relationship anarchy is really a polyamory style mm -hmm. and infinite relating is not like mm -hmm. infinite relating like like freya said can apply to any relationship and it certainly would work really well for a monogamous relationship or any style like parent child relationship yeah. anything mm -hmm. because it's just about being willing to follow where the relationship wants to go instead of where i think it should go and that is just as important in a monogamous marriage as it is in like a one night stand you know mm -hmm. i think that that's that to me is the is the biggest difference. Um, and I've had people, because we've been talking about this a lot, like we said, posting about it on social media all the time, talking about it with friends. And I had someone come up to me the other day who said they used it with a friend of theirs, like not even a romantic partnership. Mm -hmm. They had a friend who they'd known for years and the conversation had kind of gotten stale when they like went out once a month for a beer or whatever. 
And he was like, I used the principles of infinite relating and I got curious about this person. And instead of, you know, feeling obligated to sit there and listen, I, I actually tuned in to like, what do, what do I want? What's the potential here for this beer? You know, <laughs> like what could, what, what wants to be co-created in this yeah. interaction? And he said he had like the best time they'd had in years together. Mm. I know. Isn't that so sweet? Amazing. Cause it yeah. brings every relationship into this, like it's a growth mindset together. It's not like this isn't who we are because that's who we were yesterday. It's like, oh, now who are we today in this relationship? So yeah, with friendships, with everybody, yeah. it gets just, it gets to be alive. Yeah. yeah. And I think for infinite relating to like the lack of obligation and expectation has mm. probably been one of the other like main things that Frey and I talk about all the time yeah. that has really radically changed for me um, in how I do relationships. And that takes a lot of courage and sort of fortitude or, or you know <laughs> willpower or something to not revert back into obligation because that's how at least I was trained you know especially as a woman yeah to do a relationship was like you know once you're connected you you start owing each other things they owe me a certain amount of time I owe them you know whatever it is my attention my body my commitment loyalty anything like that yeah. and that's been very interesting for me to kind of continually re-examine that especially as my relationships get more deep to notice where obligation and expectation want to creep in and to just be vigilant about it <laughs> yeah you know? re-examine it every step of the way yeah yeah and I and I love that piece and it and it's sure it's got to be interesting because as you're practicing this you can show up without expectations but that might piss off other people, <laughs> right? When they've been used to relating with you in a certain way. So you're releasing this and then somebody else still, you know, might not be at that place where they're able to let that go. So how are you, how are you being with that when that comes up, if it's coming up? Hmm. Um, I will say like what I, what I'm really like coming away with, with every connection now is because it's so much check-in, my my relationship with myself is so much more solid than it's ever been. My my connection to my truth, and so that is the way. Um, and now I totally forgot what the question was. So the question is, you know how, so say you're showing up, oh, yeah. you yeah. you've let go of expectation, right. and you know not everybody understands why we would want to relate in this way, and so they they may have expectations. And if you're doing your thing and you're giving them all you've got for what's actually available in that moment with you and they're not okay with that, you know, how are you, how are you being with that? Okay. Thank you. Now I remember my thread. Yes. Great. So I've got myself, I'm so much more clear about what I'm showing up with, what my availability is, um, what, what my interest is. And so I'm showing up very clear, like, I, we're skipping a lot of small talk anymore. We're going straight to like, what, <laughs> what have you got? What are you interested in? And so I, I show up like, this is who I am. This is what I'm available for. This is, I, and I, I show up with that, not with like this hardness, but this, like, this, like, I've got me and this is really exciting. And this is what I got. And I'm so curious about you. And I'm so curious about what's here. So it comes from this loving energy, but it's, I'm very clear and I'm much more direct than I've ever been about what is available. And and it, I think it, it's an invitation for them to kind of check in with like, I haven't had anybody be angry. I've had people kind of, you kind of feel like a trigger or a response. They're like, oh, okay. But, but 
when they're allowed to also like really check in with themselves and kind of be met with like, yeah, this is, this is who I am lovingly. And then it, it opens them up to kind of check in with themselves and have some curiosity. So I've had questions. I've had fears. I've had objections, maybe like in the, um, in the form of questions, but I haven't had like a really strong, angry response because it's just, there's, there's so much, we're just, I'm showing up with so much authenticity and vulnerability. And so I think it just invites, invites that. And if, and if it doesn't work, then, then that that's okay. Yeah. Like we just walk away. Yeah. Yeah. I agree that I do a lot of front loading now mm-hmm. with people that's explaining. I practice this thing called infinite relating. Um, it means that I don't have an agenda for where this relationship should go. I don't have any expectations about where it's going to go. I feel very open to following its natural course and you know, that no obligation is one of the deep principles. And so I think getting buy-in from that at the beginning or letting people know that's what I do is really helpful. Most people really like that idea, but mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying too, Meredith, that like once, once the ball gets rolling and attachment kicks in and, you know, you've invested a certain amount in the relationship, it can get a little bit harder. And I think that's when, again, I pull on my tragic past. Because <laughs> I remember when I really understood, like really got deeply that anytime I act out of obligation, I'm nailing, I'm putting a nail in the coffin of my relationship. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I remember when I really, really got that and I pull on that power, you know, when I notice myself wanting to go into obligation or expectation now, it's like, if I want this relationship to, if I don't want to kill this thing, mm-hmm. I can't act, I can't do that. Like I have to check myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, again, this comes back to the self-management where I can only do what's my business, you know? Um, and so I can be, I am, you know, quite vigilant actually about when I feel like I'm, you know, stepping into a sense of obligation or expectation. And I think because infinite relating is infinite um, and because there's nowhere to get to, and so there's no way to really fail at getting there or not because there isn't any mm-hmm. goal. then it really lowers the urgency, which has been essential for me. Because when I feel urgency in a relationship, (laughs) 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 yeah, when I feel urgency is when I'm, I'm usually out of touch with reality Mm -hmm. and I start making very poor decisions, (laughs) you know, and that's when the obligation kicks in, the expectation kicks in, the like putting pressure, the control, like it all comes from that sense of, you know, there's a problem and we have to figure this out right now. And I don't have the spaciousness to respond appropriately. Mm -hmm. And so I think if my lover, partner, whatever friend came at me with obligation and expectation, that would be the first, the first thing that I think I would notice would be there's plenty of time and space to, to sort of explore, like to let this sort of diffuse and see what happens. You know, yeah. that would be my first thing is like, I don't need to then respond in kind with, with more obligation to like, mm. Oh, I have to get back to this person. I don't know how much you want to, but I, you know, we, I don't know yeah. how much you want to talk about experiences you've had either that I know about, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, maybe a lover is doing something that we don't love. And so there's this, this, um, previous mindset that's like I have to fix it you know I have to go in I have to tell them I have to confront them I need to adjust their behavior so that they're doing something that pleases me you know all these kind of old thinking instead of just like huh I don't what an interesting turn of this relationship (laughs) that I wasn't expecting and like I wonder you know so I stay in a state of wonder a lot more than 
than that urgency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like that gives it so much more space to naturally unfold and evolve as this thing that it's like its own entity, yeah. right? It's like, what does it want to be? And maybe it wants to end. Maybe if it wants to move forward, maybe it wants to shift and really getting right with that, yeah. that part of it, like, oh, this is what it is now. And yeah, amazing. So for the beginner, step one, <laughs> give us step one for this person listening who's like, wow, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And I want to explore this. Like, what would be your first piece of advice for them to start with? Yeah. I think, yeah, my first piece of advice would be actually what you just talked about with recognizing that in the, in a relationship between two people, there's actually three people Mm -hmm. and one is you one is me and one is us Mm -hmm. and us is a a term that I didn't used to think existed back in my like heavy freedom and autonomy seeking Mm -hmm. days I was like you know one of my boyfriends or something used the word we and I was like there's no we (laughs) you know we doesn't exist there's you and me you know and I didn't I was like don't box me in or whatever Um, but now I really get that there is we and we is separate and I think why I reacted so strongly to this sense of us or we back then is that I thought I had to sacrifice myself to become we. Mm-hmm. So to be we and us, I had mm. to dissolve and, and this this conglomerate of, you know, this this new entity of the relationship. But now I really get that there's there's three things going on. There's my relationship with me, there's his relationship with him, and then there's this combined energy. So I would say for someone that is interested in exploring this, to even just start to recognize that the relationship has a life of its own that is out of either of your control, but is connected to both of you. So it's not like, okay, hands off the wheel. Who the hell knows what's going on? It does take tending and, you know, tuning it with my desire and yeah, drop, you know, self-management, all that stuff. But I think just that one, that one sort of spirit, I guess it's a spiritual concept that the relationship, that the relationship exists um, on its own. It has its own timeline and its own unfoldment, its own pace. Um, even if you've been married to this person for 20 years, that's still true. Yeah. You could step into that mentality at any time yeah. um, to really start to see that a little bit outside of you and have reverence for whatever this this connection is and to and to step into that place of like, I don't know. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know what this what is going to happen next, but I'm consenting to the reality that um it's not just me and him or or me and them or whatever. It's it's also us and there's some other does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah and I will say like if for I mean whether you're new to this or like even us like starting any new connection I try to get to like if I'm interested in somebody or curious about somebody my mind like I've been conditioned I already go to ooh, like they could be my partner they could be like they could be a lover I have sexual availability for them and so it already I can that's any of that story is already jumping ahead. And so when I have that, it's exciting. Like, I don't want to diffuse that. I don't want to not feel that. Like, I want all of the giddiness. I want all of the butterflies. I want all of the juiciness. So I want to stay in that, but then kind of like drop underneath the story and be like, okay, so like, what do I want right now? What do I want today with this person? Or maybe tomorrow instead of like, what do I want a year from now? Or what do I want to make this? So if you can just, I think it's like, it takes so much just pausing and retraining the nervous system and stop looking at like the story about what it's going to look like and dropping into what does this feel like in my body? 
And what does it feel like when I when I feel into this desire? And so does that just mean like, maybe I want to go out for coffee and have a conversation with this person? Maybe I want to um, have like a day together so we can just really drop in, but like just really feel into like what is present in this moment and and then reach out with that. And 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 then that allows it to really unfold into that natural like state of us. But it's just like I and I keep I can't keep catching myself when I'm excited about someone I'm attracted. I'm like, Oh, I you know they're, they're, this could be another lover, but I'm like, maybe it isn't. Maybe they're just going to be a really great friend. Maybe they're going to be somebody who is on the same growth path as me and we're going to grow. But so if I just like drop under that and like, and again, like recalibrate, 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 like what does this feel like? And what do I want today or tomorrow? And and the future is it's going to take care of itself. It always does. Yeah. And I think the, <clears throat> The hard part for me, or the most challenging part, but also the most rewarding part of all this, is that I am choosing, but I think to do infinite relating, sort of need to be willing to actually honor what the relationship is and what it's not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something in my past due to like my American structural, you know, goal oriented linear mind was like, if I, if my partner and I, if there's distance forming between my partner and I, for example, that's bad. You know, that's bad. And that's something I need to adjust because distance means, you know, that we're going to break up and we're not, we're not supposed to break up, for example. And so really in infinite relating, you know, that wouldn't be a problem. It would just be something to feel and to notice. And that, you know, the, the requirement is to actually be willing to honor what's true between me and someone else, you know, and that, but that goes in both directions. And you guys both know this because I've been like falling in love the last couple of months. And I remember when it first started happening, um, I remember calling Sarah and being like, can you fall in love in infinite relation? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to stay like right? detached? And right? yeah, yeah, I'm like, is this allowed? Like, <laughs> you know, and that's when I really got, got the truth that infinite relating is all about not making anything more than it is, but also not making it less than exactly. it is. And that, you know, we can have tendencies one way or the other, where I meet someone like Freya saying, and you know, I'm instantly putting them in the marriage box and wearing the partner glasses and being like, you know, could this be my future husband or whatever, my future lover? Um, That's definitely one direction that I think I go in, lots of people can go in, but also the other direction of like, wow, there's actually an incredible amount of depth and intimacy here and noticing all the places where I put the brakes on, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think infinite relating is so cool. Like following that third entity of like the us, you know, what's, what do I want? What does he want? But also sort of what's just happening? You know, yeah. what's what's actually also happening that neither of us can control <laughs> has brought me in the last, you know, months since we've been doing this to like incredible places, more incredible than I would have taken myself for sure. Um, and also to a lot of uh, difficult edges too. Yeah. And I'll speak to just sort of like the essence of what I feel not not in any particularity about your this, I don't even know what the fuck to call it, a partnership, <laughs> like what do we call this an infinite relating, whoever this person is in your life that you're yeah. with, right, and that you're relating with right now in this way is, it certainly feels like there is commitment there, mm-hmm. for sure, but something mm-hmm. about it feels um like this, I can feel the resonant truth mm-hmm. of this relationship is what it wants to be right now. And there's like a sacredness to it because 
it it's and it's truth and you're not trying to change this person they're not trying to change you you're just like constantly showing up to the moment with this person and and I can feel that and it feels good to be around mm-hmm. because nothing feels forced or we have to be doing this now or I'm in love with you so this is how it should look yeah and so it it feels really good for me to be actually feeling like the possibility of like the depth of what's there. I think you can go even deeper than what you expected in this way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yay. I love hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me how good it feels to be around it. <laughs> um, yeah. And it also to me, as we were talking about like this American dream, I'm imagining like in my brain for whatever reason i'm like oh i'm driving down the highway and here's this billboard of the shit that america has sold us that we're supposed to have you know like this norman rockwell painting of the table and the family and the turkey and it's like all this way and it's like a bunch of bullshit and it's like this i almost for me i'm in in feeling it as this like undoing Mm -hmm. like this unraveling of of what we've been sold because it is all about consumerism. Like that's why we've been sold this and it doesn't work because love is not something you can buy. (laughs) So, so it feels like this is taking that part away. Mm. And I can see how at first it might feel a little bit like the floor, where'd it go? What do I do? You know, but then once you get your footing, the truth is, is like, that's within yourself. Yeah. And so just like watching you constantly come back to yourself, you know, like that's the safety, that's the security. Like that's the only place we actually can find true safety and security and not anywhere outside of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to say, too, just like in response to watching Bez fall in love and feeling you fall in love and like all the questionings, like it because we're an infinite relating, I like we get to feel that we get to be a part of it. This is like a growing evolution, like that includes everybody that Bez touches because her love expands everywhere. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like the old way of relating, we were kind of contracting inwards. And so I love that, like, I'm not. I I get I get to be a part of this. I get to be a part of this excitement. I get to be um a part of this connection in a way that is just because again because the hierarchy is removed. Like we it's there's we're all growing together because of it and that feels really really profound and different from the way I've I've had, you know, people have coupled up before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that because it is true. I often see, you know, couples get together and then like they're just like doing their own thing. Yeah. You know, whereas in this way, it is, it does feel more of like a communal mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. Yeah. I know you love communal experiences. <laughs> oh my God. So, how does infinite, like, what is going to happen? Like, what's next? How are people going to find you? And, like, are you going to be coaching people around this? Are you going to be holding stuff? Like, what's the dream? Let's hear the, let's hear the dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're starting our own podcast. Yay. So this is like, like Meredith said, this is our debut. The kickoff. The kickoff. And so it feels so good. Um, So yeah, we, we getting, we're getting so much positive feedback mm-hmm. around this just from 
local friends we're talking to and, you know, nationally posting on Facebook and social media and stuff, people reach out to us, both of us all the time, like yeah. asking questions about infinite relating and wanting to talk more. And I was at a party on Saturday night and someone came up to me with a friend and was like, this is the infinite relating woman I've been telling you about. <laughs> I know. They're from San Francisco. I was like, Hey, she's like, can I follow you? I was like, of course, you know? Um, so yeah, it seems like there's a real hunger for it. And what I'm hearing is people say, no, other, like I've never heard about a relationship style that resonated with me more that actually mm. resonated with me, you know, that seemed to be, you know, spiritual, but not super woo woo. You know, it's very accessible. It's, um, you know, grounded in the self, but also deeply about connection and it's yeah. respectful of mm. ourselves and others, which feels so good. So yeah, we're starting a podcast. Yeah. So coming very soon. Yeah. Very exciting. And then, yeah, we, we, we've talked all, about all kinds of things, coaching, teaching workshops Workshop, locally, yeah. going on summer festival tour <laughs> next season. Oh my God. Let's just say like, that is right up your alley. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Writing a book. I mean, we've basically, you know, we start, we're starting a website yeah. just to get the, to get it out there more. Cause I think the more that people have access to ideas that resonate with them, then, you know, slowly, but surely like we move we move the relationship culture, which like yeah. you're saying is like, it has to happen in the U S like, I know there's happy, happily married people out there for sure. And I honor and respect that completely, but I know so many people that really aren't happy in their relationships yeah. and have maybe never felt very relaxed and comfortable and secure despite all their best efforts. Um, so yeah, we, we want to change that. And I'll say like, this feels really important because as we've been doing this, like we've we've had no models we're like where are our models of people who are relating in ways that we're like i want to live up to that that's the that's the connection i want that's and so we've, we've been like feeling our way through the dark like building this like you said like unlearning and building from the ground up like based on how this feels so i want i want to like be that part of the world we're like hey everybody this is how we can do it together this is how we can build a new way these are the resources so we can all start relating in a way that feels really authentic to who we are as opposed to, like I said, I mean, I, we could go on forever about how those Disney movies <laughs> screwed <Yeah>. me up. <laughs> and the whole part, right? So it's like, we need, we need other voices out there and other examples of like how to really relate. I mean, we're, we're so, we are wired for connection. We are wired to grow and heal in connection. Mm-hmm. We just haven't been given the tools to really do it in a way that, that um, is authentic to who we are. So yeah, it feels really important to share this. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say, cause I think sometimes people will hear things and be like, well, I'm not supposed to be attached to anything anymore. And I don't, it's not about that. You know, it's, it's like, what is healthy attachment? Yeah. Ah, reforming <laughs> those healthy attachments. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So where can the people find you? Yeah. We just made a website called <gasps> infinite relating dot love. I love it. Yeah. So you can find us there. We post a lot on social media. Um, I, I'm Bez Stone. Freya Marie is is working on changing her name <laughs> on Facebook, so maybe we could put it in the show notes or something. Once uh-huh. that happens, my name is Facebook jail right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> but we're posting. We're we're because we've been posting about this, you know, on social for months, and so we're working on turning all of those into blogs, so they'll all be on our website. So yeah, infinitelatingdotlove is the best place to go. So we're gonna link everything in the show notes. We're gonna like both of your Facebook pages soon as freya gets out of jail we'll put that in there too fuck facebook love it hate it (laughs) um anything before we close that you would like to to add 
and about infinite relating. Yeah, I guess I just, this has kind of been kicking around in my head, so I'll say it, is that we, we're both really big fans of the book Polysecure. Mm -hmm. um, I think everyone should read it that wants to, uh, even if they're not in a poly relationship. And I, I just want to give them a little bit of credit because I feel like that that model was, it was the first time that I really understood the concept that external security doesn't actually create real security. Mm -hmm. So like what you were saying about the Norman Rockwell painting mm -hmm. and the shared bank account and the kids and the marriage and the mortgage and all, all the things that we look for when we're looking for security um, don't actually work. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't actually give it to us because I know for me, having been in, you know, my past relationships and marriage, even I don't think I've ever felt as lonely as I did mm -hmm. being in a relationship ever. <sighs> yeah. And so, yeah, I just wanted to give them a shout out as having been influential for us, um, that book and that author in terms of, yeah, just really anchoring in that concept of, oh, security and relationship is found through emotional connection with myself and other people. And that's definitely like one of the the core principles of infinite relating because we're going for even less structure, yeah. you know, um, less of that externalized structure and more of that, you know, feeling feeling together for what's here. Mm -hmm. You know, what's here for me, what's here for you, what's here for us. Yeah. So thank you, Polysecure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll just add that like, what we're really learning the the messy hard way is you you can't do this wrong mm -hmm. like we're you're gonna you're gonna get off course you're gonna catch yourself you're gonna run stories you're gonna mm -hmm. fall back into your old conditioning and your attachment patterns and all of that and and that's okay that's like part of the process we're just catching ourselves and we're coming back to self and coming back to self and like oh crap this i got triggered and it went this way it's okay we're just like we're coming back to self so mm -hmm. i think that's it and I, there's moments where i'm like i'm a fraud like what am i doing like i'm not even practicing it but i'm like no, I'm just, I'm just being a human in a process mm -hmm. and, and, and having, having a friend to talk to. Oh my God. Is there going to be an infinite relating community place? Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Where people can get like, get on there and connect with each other and talk about it. And yeah, you know, it just flies it out of me. Uh-huh relying on the partnership or the lovers you know it doesn't that, that's such a that's like for me I like to go to at least two people at least me and Freya or another friend Meredith someone yeah. else to like kind of sort out what's going on for me before I would go to that person mm -hmm. that, that I'm actually having the feelings about I love it yeah take the urgency out right mm -hmm. urgency out mm -hmm. totally infinite relating community coming soon to maybe a Facebook page near you. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I love you both. Thank you for being my first in-person threesome. I'm serving love. It feels kind of fitting. <laughs> Aww, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for bringing this into the world and um, just so appreciating how this is your way of, of being in service of love mm. on this planet. So thank you for doing that. All right. Until next time, serving love. I love you all. Thank you for listening to Serving Love Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. You can find me in social media as Meredith Lynn. Until next time, I wish you lots of love.